Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Style That Binds Us podcast. I want to start off right away because I am so fascinated by the fact that you can actually affect your career trajectory based on what you wear. Is this true? (laughs) Well, there are certainly many ways to go about creating a look that can influence what other people think about you, most definitely. And I think especially in a career situation, you want to be extra particular about what you are putting on your body, especially at certain times. So, and really every day, I mean, what is it that's going to set you apart from the pack? You know, there's so many questions right now. Everyone is is really confused, overwhelmed, underwhelmed. We're really all in the process of trying to figure out this hybrid model of working from home and going into the office. And I'm reading a lot about it and listening to podcasts about it and, you know, getting as much information as I can. And I think no one knows the answer yet because this is a, just like the coronavirus was a novel or an experience that no one had ever really lived through before collectively, for sure. That's where we are right now with what the new normal is going to be for working. And obviously most people don't want to go back to the five day or seven day work week in the office. But I think even the people, you know, that I talk to that are my friends talk about, they love being able to work from home, but going into the office one or two days a week is kind of, now they look forward to it which is very interesting. And it's sort of an energizing experience and, you know, this to be able to collaborate and, you know, everything about being in person with people, watching their body language, their facial expressions, you cannot capture that, you know, in zoom meetings. And also, especially if you're on a creative team, I mean, you have to be able to, you know, to, to play off of each other and everything. It's, I think it's, that's the way it's going to settle in one or two days maybe three days in the office and then at least two days at home, most likely. So the confusing thing about that is what to wear, how casual should work from home be or can work from home be and how casual can going into the office be? Are they the same thing? Can you just wear the same thing to both? And I have had a lot of thoughts lately just watching people and what they are wearing into the office and what they are wearing at home and what they're wearing on zoom calls. And I'm, I am honestly not judging anybody, but I am, I am making decisions about how I feel looking at the person by what they're wearing. And also this can be when I go watch people speaking on panels or this can be in the fashion industry, not in the fashion industry. It's really across the board. The message we got loud and clear during COVID, and you and I discussed this so much, and we discussed it with other people on the podcast and brands and designers. And, you know, it was like we were one step out of our pajamas. Some people didn't ever get out of their pajamas during COVID, and it served a purpose. It was a, you know, it was security blanket. Basically, we were enveloping ourselves or cocooning ourselves, you know, making ourselves very small to survive a super scary, unknown, what was coming next kind of situation. Oh, it was just really, I think we're still trying to 
come to grips with what we went through and, you know, we're still in the throes of it. Right. So now though, when you wear those same clothes, you kind of feel like, um, they're not too casually dressed. You know, when you start asking yourself those questions, that's usually the answer right there. You know, there was an, an article in the New York Times, which just cracked me up. Big picture of the guy in the Hawaiian shirt sitting at his desk. And he had like one foot over the arm of the chair and he was wearing a flip flop and he was asleep. He was taking a nap and they were saying, you know, is work what's too casual for the office these days? And um, I feel like sometimes it's like people go to the office there and then a, a couple of hours, then they look up and they're like, maybe, maybe I shouldn't be wearing flip flops or, you know, whatever. I mean, it's like, no one really knows. And people are, you know, are kind of just discouraged and it's too much to think about. It's like, I just can't even figure it out. So I'm not going to think about it anymore, but it matters. And it really matters at certain times, like when you're making a first impression and that's a cliche, but it is seriously, you, you can't, overestimate the importance of that and the power that you have to affect how people see you. And let's say, you know, for you're going on an interview and this is the same on zoom. It's so hard to, to basically quote, go on an interview, you know, over zoom, but even in person, the person is listening to what you say, but they're, they're looking at you and they look at you when you walk in to greet them or when they first get on the zoom, their brain is already making assumptions. That's just the way our brains work. It's not like they're judging. They're just clicking off these things. And you know, that story that we've talked about before, um, I wish I need to look back and see which university did this study, but they took two men, pretty much same haircut, same build, and they got two gray suits, the same suit, and they put one off the rack on one person, and then they got the other one tailored to fit the other guy. And they both went on interviews like at three different companies. And every single time, the guy with the tailored suit got the job. And when they went back and asked the people who were doing the interviews why the person, why they chose the person they chose, Invariably, they said, because of his intelligence, because you can tell he's um, punctual and he'll really get the job done. And he represents our company the way we want our company to be represented. I mean, they didn't have any kind of grades, you know, IQ test, anything. The two guys were pretty much the same in every way answered the questions for the interview pretty much the same way and everything. So that kind of shows you people assign attributes to you based on it's more than just what you wear. It's also, you need to look polished sort of like, you know, your hair isn't messy. If you wear makeup, your makeup is, is not overdone. Your fingernails aren't like, you know, you don't have, torn cuticles and things like that, you just look put together. And so the person immediately thinks this person has got it together and they're going to be a great employee for me. All right. So that, that really is important when you, let's say when you're going on an interview for sure. Okay. The other thing is what about you've just gotten a promotion and you know, you're going 
and the first day to the big boys and girls? And how are you going to show them that you do deserve a, a seat at their table? You know, but you, a lot of times you don't have the money to maybe spend, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to go buy expensive clothes. It just means that you need to look like you mean business. You are just as competent as they are. You have every reason to be there. Maybe you even look better than they do. So you want it to be where they realize they're not, you know, you're not still in your suit or your pants and your sweater or whatever that you wore in the past. Now you're, you're moving on up and your clothes need to play that part. And I hear that a lot when clients come to me and they're like, they're now with these other people that I admire so much, but I feel like I don't truly like, I don't feel like I, I don't totally feel like I don't belong there because my clothes, I know my clothes aren't what I should be wearing. They just don't feel right. It's not what the other people are wearing. So the way that you can figure this, this out, if you don't have, like if you don't hire someone like me to come in and help you figure out what you're going to wear on an interview or figure out what you're going to wear, or let's say someone reaches out to me and says, I've got this new position and yes, I am going to be going into the office. And yes, they do want me to wear work clothes, not necessarily jeans and a blazer. It's, it's a step up from that. So would you help me put together a core work wardrobe. I don't have, this is my budget, but I want to look like, especially as a woman, I want to be taken seriously. And so if you don't hire someone to do that, then what you can do is study the company, look at their website. I mean, if you, if you are already working there, you know, go to the new area. If you don't see these people often, Find a way to, to look at the women, especially if you're a woman, that are above you and see what they're wearing, what resonates with you, what doesn't. Always remember your body type. You might say, oh, I love, she always wears these pencil skirts. But if you have hips, a lot of times pencil skirts don't work. But an A-line skirt would be, would be great. So you have to keep that in mind. But anyway, you can look at their Instagram now. You can look on the website Especially do that if you're going in for an interview uh, no, or, or the first day of work period at a new office. You can pull up your company and see what you can see. You know, look at the images that they put out there. What are they trying to say with their company? Who, who is this company, first of all? You know, you can kind of know if it's a finance company, for example, or a law firm. I don't really recommend wearing florals. I feel like florals are great for maybe the weekend or obviously parties and things like that. But unless you're going to wear it under a blazer or something, it's a little bit romantic for those industries. That's just my opinion, but that's an example that comes to mind about that. You also want to make sure if you're relocating from a big city to, you know, somewhere like Austin, Texas or uh, Florida, you know, the first day you show up in your gray pantsuit or your bike blazer or whatever, that's that's not going to cut it. And you need to try and find out what are the people wearing down there? What is there? Study the climate, study the culture, and then try and figure out what you have in your wardrobe already that can use there and what probably needs to be stored for a little while at least. But it's great if you can have some 
some sort of a plan before you get there. I mean, everybody's like, well, once I get there, I'll be able to tell. But once you get there on the first day or the first week, you're going to be like, oh, my God, all I have is my Chicago outfit or whatever. I mean, the things you wear in another city. So kind of think that through. And then this thing about, well, everybody dresses casual now, so it doesn't matter. Everybody dresses casual now, so it doesn't matter. I hear that a lot. But then I also hear the employers, the owners saying, I wish I could get my employees to step it up a notch. They've taken casual, work casual to an extreme. So what is too casual? I always think about, you know, that saying by Karl Lagerfeld when he said, your life got out of control, so you bought sweatpants. Sweatpants are a sign of defeat. That has a different meaning now because of COVID. But I think everyone, especially during COVID, everyone put um, being comfortable at the top of their list, you know, and comfort is important, but there are other things about what you put on your body besides just being comfortable. You know, sometimes you do need to learn how to use an iron or, you know, have a steamer and, you know, become a little more polished, a little more where people take you seriously. You know, you want people to kind of sit up and be ready to listen to you when you walk into a room. So how can you set yourself apart from the pack? How can you stand out in a sea of people at your level? If you are a driven, ambitious person, you know, and you hope to move up your career ladder, you want people to notice you besides getting there first and leaving late and doing all the hard work. Obviously that's super important, but also Sometimes it's pretty easy to stand out by what you wear. And I'm definitely not talking about flamboyant dressing. I'm talking about almost just the opposite. I'm talking about stepping it up just a little bit from the super casual or putting on things that, you know, like what someone said, I'm trying to figure out what to wear, but I feel like everything I have in my closet screams 2015. I just thought that was hysterical because it's, it's so true. So if you wear something and you also take a few minutes to make sure if you wear makeup, your makeup looks nice, your hair is neat, your clothes, you know, you use a lint brush, use the iron, the steamer, make sure your shoes aren't scuffed. If you take just a little bit of time to present yourself in a polished way and everyone else around you is still stuck in the super casual come to work with wet hair stage, you're obviously you're obviously going to stand apart from the pack. And you'll hear people say, oh, you always look so nice. I never have time. Well, they do have time. They're just not making it. I mean, it's not like you have any more time in the morning than they do. I think that it's almost like people are still, they're going back to what they wore in college. They look like what they might've worn when they were an intern more than what they're wearing, you know, as an employee of a company, as a representative of a company, a business, a university, wherever you, um, a, a school as a teacher, you know, whatever your, your role is in your career, those things are important because right now, it's hard for everybody when you're going from home to work and work to home and trying to figure all of that out and zoom and people are so tired of zoom and, but people are also realizing, boy, I won't have to travel. And then, you know, if I get to be at home, then I'm willing to do have meetings on zoom and everything. But, you know, 
plastic surgery and dermatology went that skyrocketed when people started seeing themselves on Zoom. So it's not an excuse to be in a T-shirt with no makeup and your hair, you know, stringy. I mean, it's just, you know, you're still trying to, to be professional and be respectful of the people that are taking their time to meet with you. There are plenty of ways to look polished and impressive without having to buy a bunch of expensive clothes. That's another thing to keep in mind. Well, I don't have the money. You don't need to have a bunch of money. You already have some things in your closet, and then you would add in some things. And if it's still just too overwhelming to you, you know, reach out to me. Reach out to someone that you trust who can help you put together some looks that, let's say you get a blazer, or there now there are a lot of, they call them jardigans. You know, it's like a combination of a, a cardigan and a blazer, so it's a little bit softer. But if you have that and a couple of tops to go under it. You can wear it with a jean at home or a track type pant. When you're going into the office, you can wear it with a nicer pant. You're going to be seeing a lot of that, a lot of this coming up in the fall for sure. I was looking today as I walked along the street and I'm seeing a lot of suiting and a lot of skirts. All these things are coming back. I think it's so interesting. Like you're saying so many of the people are still stuck, I guess, in the COVID mindset, mm-hmm. or they think it's my job that matters. It's not mm-hmm. what I wear and everything. But mom and I both watched The Devil Wears Prada recently, and <laughs> Miranda Priestly gives Andy a whole lecture about mm. you think that it doesn't matter what you wear and you mm-hmm. don't care, and you've just bought this sweater at whatever. <laughs> garbage (laughs) the that is cerulean blue and that was featured in all these collections and then it trickled down to fast Mm -hmm. fashion where you picked it up anyway there's no way to not participate and partake in the fashion industry but Mm -hmm. even just putting a little bit of effort seriously Mm -hmm. you stand out so much i mean people are really Mm -hmm. still not getting dressed these days i guess covid was a terrible thing Mm -hmm. for fashion because it people were able to be more cozy and comfortable Mm -hmm. and i don't know some people are excited to get dressed again but Mm -hmm. the majority of people aren't so when you do at the grocery store and anywhere you go Mm -hmm. i mean people are like wow you look incredible and literally all you did was just do your hair and your makeup and you put Mm -hmm. on a dress and Mm -hmm. sandals and a bag and and you went out And Mm -hmm. most people aren't doing that. And I'm thankful, you know, how every Sunday or whatever, I would plan out my outfits for the week. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure I involved you in that process. And thankfully, people remember that, you know, it's something that that was just a natural thing that you would do. You always want to dress for the job that you have. And like when we would have David Parada on the podcast and he said, you always looked so put together, you smelled good. (laughs) Well, thank goodness he remembers me that way. I mean, I don't even know mm-hmm. what I was wearing, but obviously mm-hmm. I'm in beauty, so there's no reason why I wouldn't be wearing perfume or whatever. But anyway, it's all the little details mm-hmm. that that matter. And one of the biggest reasons that people don't hire or think to hire a stylist is because it's getting dressed. It should be simple. I don't need a stylist. I should be able to 
dress myself, but Mm -hmm. it really isn't true because it's so hard to navigate. It's really nice to have an outside opinion who is an expert and it's like the, you can pay an expert to help you and then you can just go on with your life and you have a whole wardrobe that you can work with. And it's so much easier to get dressed when you have that core wardrobe and it makes it more fun instead of this horrible experience that just, you just don't go or you end up in tears and it, or it takes four hours to put together two outfits for going into the office. Right. Or people get into the office and they're flustered and, you know, they come busting in the door and that they, they have to gather themselves. I mean, you know, it's, it's not professional. You were hired to do a job and yes, you're a human being, but you can set yourself up for more success. So if you did like, you know, you have five kids, I get that, whatever, but I also get somebody watching the kids for an hour on Sunday evening or whatever. So you can quietly think through what you have going on for the week. If you're working from home a couple of days, you know, and then you're going into the office a couple of days and make sure you know, pull the stuff out, stick it somewhere separate, rolling rack or whatever, a certain part of your closet, make sure it doesn't have anything like a big stain in the back that you didn't realize and things like that. And that way, when you get up in the morning, you're ready to go. And the other thing that we've talked about before is that, yes, you're at home working. No one can see you, but you know what you're wearing. And if you are dressed basically in your pajamas and you're trying to to work, a lot of times, you know, your brain is the messages that are being sent to the brain are I'm cozy and comfy instead of, okay, now I'm in work mode, you know, time to get things done. But that's about all there is to say. It's a process. We're all watching what's going to happen. It doesn't matter how casual your workplace is. Casual is not another word for sloppy or unkempt. And right now, because everybody's so confused, if you can figure it out, you have a chance to really stand out, you know, without spending hours and hours and hours. Okay. You can stand out from the crowd just by taking a little bit longer to get ready and wearing clothes that actually fit you. Right. Put on your clothes right now because, or put them on for sure, you know, in the next few weeks when you're starting to think about transitioning into fall, don't be afraid to get things altered. Go ahead and do it. Everybody puts it off. Do it. Get it over with, and then you'll have clothes that look like they were made for you and you can go out and knock them dead. So what are some of the ways that you work with your executive styling clients or any working women, Mm -hmm. working professionals, especially with my executive styling, you know, sometimes I bring the clothes to the office if they're too busy or they'll come after work. Sometimes the store will even stay open a little bit you know, for certain clients, we have the clothes there and we work there together. Sometimes I bring them to their house. It just kind of depends if they're traveling a lot for work. I just do whatever is necessary to get them set up for success. And sometimes it's also like the first half of the week, they're going to be in LA for work and then they're going to be in New York. So we're packing for both and, you know, or setting it up for both and things like that. Sometimes it's a Sunday late afternoon situation where I go to their house or their apartment and we work. And then for other clients, you know, I meet them at the store on a weekend or after work. And I've already gone and pulled some things that I think you know, it's the same thing that I do with everybody. We meet first. We talk about body type coloring, kind of get some pieces of the puzzle 
put together there for me so I know what I'm looking for. We talk about budget, where they work, how often, you know, whatever their lifestyle is. And then I'll go and pull some things based on the work culture and things like that. And then they'll meet me and we quickly try it all on and decide which we like. And then we'll talk about how we can mix it and match it. And as quickly as we can, we just build this great working wardrobe and then they're set to go. I mean, it doesn't take that much time and it doesn't take that much money. And there are no, why did I buy that situations? And there are no, oh my God, I have nothing to wear. Or many times, you know, it's a headshot day or it's a speaking engagement. All of a sudden they're supposed to speak or they're going to be making a video that day. You know, I have people reaching out that say my company has asked me to, you know, they're going to create these videos about, about what we do and they want me to be one of the people to speak on the video. What in the world am I supposed to, to wear? Or I'm going on television to talk about this. That's another example of, you know, instead of trying to figure something out and then later looking back and going, oh my God, why did I wear that? Get someone to help you. It's such an exciting time to kind of reinvent yourself or even just think about who do I want to be? How do I want to present myself to the world? Fashion mm-hmm. is your nonverbal communication, especially if you work with a bunch of men. If you put on kind of your armor and you walk in mm-hmm. and you feel like a total badass, but you don't look too sexy, you don't look too scary or severe to them. There's like mm-hmm. a nice mix that mom can Mm-hmm. works with the clients to help them understand like their brains and how they perceive different things on a female. So mm-hmm. it's fascinating. All the things I think that your clients really enjoy all these things they never thought about. Wow. They have all these revelations based on what you tell them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other day when I was at that Amex conference, I think it was Jonah Berger. It was either Adam Grant or Jonah Berger, both of whom are excellent speakers, you know, authors, professors at the Wharton School. They, um, one of the two men said, your clothing is your identity. I mean, that's just it. Your clothing is your identity. Some of the people are just going to see you across the room. Are they going to walk by you? Are they going to be in one meeting with you? How are they going to remember you? Right. It's as simple as that. It's so true. And so mom had a client named Beth and her testimonial after working together or her feedback was Allison helped me dress for the position I wanted, raising the bar from the way I dressed for the job I had. I'm convinced that without a doubt, my new, more polished look helped me get my promotion. The message told them I'm ready for this and more importantly, bolstered my self-confidence as well. That's so nice. So nice. I love, 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 love hearing that. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Yes. And you meet so many people. Are you going to be someone that is not memorable or are you going to strive to become someone who is super memorable? And that comes with how you carry yourself, your beauty, your fashion, everything. It's the whole package. And confidence does come from your looks as well. If you feel super confident in your look and your outfit and love it, I mean, you can smash all the glass ceiling. <laughs> right, exactly. What about thinking about you are the person that the people under you think I want to oh yeah be like her so it's all good it's all attainable and less difficult than it may feel and if you do get overwhelmed I'm here for you 
Yeah. So how can people, if they're interested in learning more, maybe they want to book a style discovery call. How would they get in touch with stylist Allison Brown? <laughs> well, you, you tell me, Delia, you're our tech person. Well, you like to send them to the website and then they could go to the style that binds us.com and then they go to services and then there's the style consulting services and you can fill out a little form and it will go to, we'll get the email so we can be in touch via email. You can DM Allison Brune or the style that binds us on Instagram. We are around all the different places. So, but the website is an easy place to get in touch with us. Mm -hmm. Love to have you. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in and we cannot wait to help you achieve all your career goals and make the act of getting dressed for work much easier and a more exciting process for you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for tuning into this episode on the Style That Binds Us podcast. If you like this podcast, make sure to tell a friend and subscribe. You can be a part of growing with us. Also, do you know about our weekly newsletter? You'll get access to exclusive content in our newsletter that we don't post anywhere else. Our newsletter comes out every Tuesday with the exception of the third Thursday of the month for Allison's special Celebrating Life After 40 edition. Head to the bottom of the Style That Binds Us website to subscribe.